0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Caspar. Based on a best-selling novel by Bonnie Jo Campbell, Once Upon a River is the story of a Native American teenager, Margot Crane, played by Kennedy Delacerno. In the 1970s, rural Michigan, who after enduring a series of traumas and tragedies sets out on an odyssey on the Stark River in search of her estranged mother. On the water, Margot encounters friends, foes, wonders, and dangers navigating life on her own She comes to understand her potential, all while healing the wounds of her past. That's the backstory behind this terrific new narrative film called Once Upon a River. And we're joined today by the director of that film, and that would be Harula Rose. Harula, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much, Mike.
0: Thank you. Uh, Well, I said in the introduction that this is a story based on Bonnie Jo Campbell. How did you get together with her? What was that, what prompted you to want to, move forward with this uh, as a possible project?
1: You know, I read a blurb about this in the University of Chicago Alumni Magazine about like upcoming books that are, you know, by alums. And there's something about Bonnie Jo's expression and the piece about it being a young heroine who is kind of akin to Huck Finn and that it's this story about a girl who knows how to survive and live outdoors and just it felt very unique to me and then when i read it i was like oh my gosh i think i found it this should i want this to be my first feature and then i read it again and that made me even more certain and knowing that she's a best selling writer and all of that i just i i knew it would be tough to sort of win over the situation and ultimately i met her in person and we felt very eye to eye about how things should be treated and told. And we got along really well and she trusted me and I'm very grateful for that. And um, we've gotten to be very good friends and it's just such a great story. I don't think I've ever seen a character like this or this world. And I just felt like all of the elements, the music, the sound, the, the casting. And I just felt like, okay, I could, I'm going to pull this off. I have to.
0: (laughs) What was it? What was the sort of the, the thread that connected you to this story is there uh, because Margot Crane is a she's a she lives in a man's world so much of what happens to her in this film is a is a byproduct of uh, the good and bad uh, that uh, men bring to the party but she's a she is a strong character she's definitely someone who whose strength comes out of a single parent father relationship so what was what was it was there some some particular Point of view from the film. I'm from, sorry, from the book that really drew you in.
1: I thought. I mean, that's a really great question. I'm going to be thinking about for a few days now. But um, I think it was something about her resilience and her ability to to be sensitive and empathetic, even to the person who's caused her pain, that I thought was extraordinary. And this live and let live attitude, but and this the sense that I felt like, you know, she should have these very complicated feelings toward her mother that prevent her from feeling that kind of empathy. But I thought, how amazing that she doesn't. What a great model, you know, and I feel like I, I've been thinking about how we think about strength. And I think that there's a way where she's a really strong character. but She's also really fragile and vulnerable. And in so being, I think there is strength and maybe this whole paradigm of what we see as as being strong is maybe a little bit, um, maybe it needs some some tuning, some realigning.
0: Well, and uh, there was a word I would use to describe her character, uh, not often associated with women characters in in film and in literature, but she's stoic. Mm-hmm. She is very grounded. And again, byproduct of her relationship with her father, who seems to be very nurturing, very much cares about her, really wants to see the best of of her uh, and has taught her the ways of the world. Again, I'll come back to this idea that it's, you know, much of what she is experiencing is it seems to be immersed in a in a kind of a male dominant culture. Is that, is that fair? Definitely.
1: Yeah. I kept thinking, you know, what I loved so much about Bonnie Jo's storytelling was that she is a young woman and she's, very almost like feral but also very feminine but also inhabits all of these traditionally masculine qualities but what happens to a young woman if she's not going to be like her aunt who's like married this person of some questionable integrity or like her mother who was miserable and left like who are you if you're this woman of, of not many means and you're alone and you want to live on your own terms. I just found her to be very inspiring in in trying to figure that out and and do so with integrity.
0: Yeah, and she seemed to have a tremendous amount of agency of with her of her sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I uh, love that too. Yeah, that she she was a woman, as you described, as someone who is is def- definitely very much connected to that part of her being. And uh, I guess I would call certainly in the first third of the film the the pivotal event that happens that sort of sets. Margot adrift is a. I like the way you handled it because I felt like there was enough ambiguity in the incident, in the event that spirals out of control pretty quickly. Uh, that I, I thought that had to be intentional. You were, you were building into our sense of understanding of her character and what and what happened with uh, a degree of ambiguity.
1: Absolutely. Yes, I think those. Because I think those scenarios, probably more often than not, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but they are complicated. And it has to do with a power dynamic that it it is extremely tricky, sensitive material. And I wanted to treat it as such. And I want people to feel complicated about
0: it. I definitely want to talk about the characters, the actors that you have in the film. But I also would like to ask you, before I do that, I want to let our listeners know again that we're speaking with Harula Rose, she is the director of a wonderful new um, narrative film coming out in theaters called Once Upon a River, and it is released.
1: So it's virtual cinema on Friday um, with Film Movement. And okay. uh, we have, you know, like some dr- some drive-in screenings in this amazing, strange year that we are in. And uh, virtual cinema, it's a way to keep all of our theaters alive and going if you, you know, get this exclusive pass to, to watch it.
0: Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Virtual theaters and all, all of the distributors have some version of virtual theater to sign up for to watch these films. And this is through Film Movement, one of the great distributors of independent films um, in the world. So that's a terrific place for you to be. I, w- I want to ask you before we get into sort of the characters and the, and the actors in the film. You're a musician. Uh, you have been a recording artist for a, a while now. How does that translate? Is it a visual thing? Uh, is it an emotional thing? Is it uh, or the, the feeling of a song? What is it? How does, if at all, does it translate from your, as a musician, into the world of cinema?
1: Yeah, that's, a, I love talking about this, because I feel when I'm reading the novel, or when I'm writing the script, I am often thinking about, what are people going to be hearing? Like, what does the wind sound like? And what do those, impregnated pauses feel like in between the dialogue and what kind of instrumentation are we going to seek out for this? And I loved collaborating with my composer and these songwriters. Uh, It was really a fulfilling experience. It felt very whole having all of this incredible creative, like all of this putty to shape things with and people that get impacted by it in the same way and that want to contribute. It was really a special experience. Like I can't believe these songwriters wrote songs for it and that the composer just really inhabited this space and was like, how do we make this feeling of otherness occur without using the traditional instruments you would hear in a rural American piece? Like I just loved every, every single thing about it. And then I, I got the script to a place where I shared it with Zach, my composer, and he's just a really good friend. And, you know, he, he had created some themes for smoke and for Margo and like, we knew what the sound would be. And I think the actors appreciated that.
0: I would do want to talk about uh, Kennedy uh, Del- Della Cerna and her role and what you sort of notes. What you were, how did you get her ready and 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 your co- anything you want to talk about in terms of her performance?
1: Yeah, she's just incredible. She already kind of inhabits a lot of those qualities that mark that I was seeking for Margot, and it's her first film and it's her first feature, and she's. Become a dear person in my life. I'm so proud of her. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of directing, especially with regard to this, was really just being with her and talking and discussing things, you know, personal things and how this, it just felt very natural. And a lot of the time I would just have to like whisper a few little things in her ear and she would already be in this very open emotional space. And I mean, there were definitely tons of emotional moments. Um, And it felt very natural. And I thought just everybody involved was, uh, I I just don't know how this happened, but I felt like there was not one bad seed on this project. Like the crew was extraordinary. Everyone was in it together. You know, no one's doing it because they're getting paid. We're all like essentially living along this lake in these cabins because it was off season and we could get it, and spent time together and had the skeleton crew and we were just all in it in this kind of zone. It was really a magical experience. And um, Kennedy is, is a, a really incredible talent. The way that she can be so open and also focused was amazing for a young person who's doing their first feature and this type of role. I mean, it's very challenging, um, but she, she, she was great.
0: I'm always fascinated by this idea of the production of a film often mirror the story of the the actual story being told. And this is your first feature film her first feature film you're talking about a young woman who's striking out on her own to find her voice and and all these different ways it it happens so often it's it's become something of a theme for me when i when i talk to people about their movies and how much the production mirrors the story that's being told it's just crazy in some
1: it is crazy i agree it's wild i don't know what to do with that but it's true (laughs)
0: Well, there's a ton of other people in the film John Ashton is in it for, you know, from Midnight Run and Gone Baby Gone and Beverly Hills Cop and uh, Tatanka Means, uh, uh, Stanley, Straley, Coburn goss there's a ton of really good supporting roles in the in the film i've left out you know some i should should have included but nonetheless it you've got a great cast you've got a great look to the film it really captures the essence of the 1970s rural michigan it has it all and it's been getting a lot of great notices including some awards and so um i'm sure this feels like an out-of-body experience for someone who's just starting out in a in a feature film uh, career, but um, congratulations.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your support on all levels, really. I'm so glad you dug it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. And again, the film is called Once Upon a River. You can go to know, film.com is the You can go there or film movement, which is a better way to go. And all right, Harula, uh, Rose, thank you so very much for being here on Film thank School you. Radio. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Take care. Great. Have a good one. Okay. Not bye-bye. You too.